Hey, and welcome to the Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited for this conversation today. We are here with Drew Hankins and Tyler Tatum, and we're going to be having a conversation about discipleship, the mission of God, following Jesus. But today's really going to be story time. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. So you guys have known each other for many years. So Drew Hankins, I want you to tell me who Tyler Tatum is. Who Tyler Tatum is? Yeah, just teach the people. Tyler Tatum is a husband to Braun. He is a father of two young men, and uh, he's a pastor here at New Spring Church, lead pastor, uh, and he is my former Fuse small group leader from okay. way back in the day. Tyler, who is Drew Hankins? I just, that was quite the curveball. I like felt Drew was about to make me start <laughs> crying right here as we started, so I'll probably cry today, but all right there. Oh, man. Drew is, Drew is an amazing man of God. So he helps lead our Spartanburg campus right now as far as the church goes. But formerly, Drew is in my um, Fuse group. It doesn't necessarily do enough credit just to say that about Drew because he's been, honestly, a younger brother to me. And you really have helped me grow spiritually in so many ways. So Drew has an amazing wife, Summer. He has two boys, and he is um, really a man to follow. And so, man, I can't speak highly enough of Drew, and I'm excited to be able to sit here today. That's awesome. So really today's going to be story time and just unpacking this relationship of many, many years, and we'll, we'll dive into that for, at a moment. But really, we've got the disciple here and almost the disciple, and we're going to have a conversation around what that looks like. So, uh, Drew, what, what is a disciple? Yeah, now, I think fundamentally what it means to be a disciple is a follower, Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about being a disciple of Jesus, at the base level, you're talking about somebody who follows Jesus, mm-hmm. somebody who follows the ways of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. And you know, I think we can go ahead right here at the top and, and make some distinguishments between what it means to be a disciple of Jesus versus people who were in the crowd. They maybe interacted with Jesus, right. they heard from Jesus. And you know, I think it's an interesting piece of Jesus's ministry that he is right. teaching to these large crowds consistently. He's, he's healing people. He's getting up in front of large crowds, feeding the crowds. There were lots of people who got things from Jesus. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the people that, that, that when that gathering was over, when that time hearing from Jesus, receiving from Jesus was over, and he went to the next town to do the ministry there, there were people who followed him, who stuck with him, who listened to him, who modeled his way of life, and those were the disciples. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, and right. so Jesus tells us to make disciples. So Tyler, why, why should we make disciples, and what does that even mean? Well, I mean, obviously because Jesus told us to make disciples, <laughs> yeah. but you know, he told us to make disciples in the context of given us the great commission. I mean, it's up to us to bring the kingdom of God to bear yep. in the earth. Mm-hmm. And making disciples is the only way to do that, yep. you know, and it's deeper than making converts. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is, um, you know, you say we disciple people, you are making disciples. You're teaching people how to hear from Jesus, how to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. spiritual disciplines and principles and practices that are gonna help them learn how to have a relationship with Jesus in a way that empowers them to go live that out into the world around them. So it is everything about seeing the Great Commission be fulfilled in the earth. That's great. So now I wanna jump in and dissect this great friendship and relationship. So Drew, I wanna to, want to throw it to you. What are, so you can go back and rewind the clock, okay. but, but one, what did Tyler mean to you and what does he mean to you and your friends growing up? What, what, what was that relationship to oh, you? Oh man. Let's just uh, dive in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what does Tyler Tatum mean to me? I mean, 
Tyler was uh, the first person in my life outside of my parents who I knew really believed in me, uh, really, really saw potential in me, called out uh, leadership potential in me. Um, and uh, so Tyler became my small group leader, you know, when I'm in middle school and was my small group leader all the way through high school. And, uh, you know, through, through, I think really, man, what, uh, what you meant to me and still mean to me is you saw the worst of me and you saw the best of me and you were still consistent you were still there. You, you still believed in me and encouraged me and spoke life into me, uh, even at, at the moments that I was most ashamed of. Yeah. And even at the points that felt the lowest, uh, you, you were there and you lived a life that I could model my life after. You, you were the man that I wanted to be in so many ways. And, uh, and so, you know, I, <laughs> to say what Tyler Tatum meant to me truly is like, more than I've got words for, um, but but you gave me something to shoot for. You gave me kind of a north star for what I wanted to become one day, and uh, and, and still do in so many ways. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so Tyler, why did you do it? Um, lots of reasons, <laughs> I guess. So one is, and from my vantage point, um, you know, because because honestly, for anyone listening to this. I got the opportunity to lead a Fuse group of guys, Drew's group of friends that were all amazing. I mean, world changer type folks all the way through. And so there are some things I need credit for. And there's a lot of things that God just orchestrated outside of my control. You know, like Drew has an amazing family, a good, you know, like it, it wasn't dependent on me, yeah. but God allowed me to come along and partner with him and, you know, walking through life. And so, um, such a great honor. And so, you know, really, why did I do it? I was convicted that I was supposed to be doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and and it was fun to get to um, see this group of young men grow up and learn how to follow Jesus and have highs and have lows and realize that like, God spoke to me for the first time or I, you know, had a great worship experience for the first time or I responded to an invitation or, I mean, you're just there in all of those moments. That's yeah. a really special thing to get to partner with God and be a part of in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're just right there. And and honestly, too, like, there's nothing, like, you know, Drew's saying all that. And, you know, you look back over five, six, seven years, and you sum it up in, like, some a few memories. And, man, I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of stuff the right way. I did a lot of stuff probably the wrong way and said things that weren't great or got mad when I shouldn't have gotten mad. But, you know, in the midst of all that, I just didn't quit. Mm -hmm. And these guys didn't quit. And the people who didn't quit, for a long enough time, got to see some really special things happen. Yeah, it, well, and I think you said this, but you had fun, right? And, and I think that that's part of what what made it work and what made that relationship work is that it wasn't it wasn't an, an obligation of yours. Right. It didn't feel like, you know, I'm this older guy coming to tell you stupid teenagers how to <laughs> how to not screw your lives up. Right. It felt like the 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 appropriate balance of mentor and friend. Right. And the the right mix of, we all know that you are setting the pace, that you are living a life that we need to model ours after, right. but but you never talked down to us. There was never a level of, 
you know, condescension towards the stage that we were at. You listened, right. you, you cared, you never made us feel stupid, uh, even though you probably should have and could have <laughs> at, at, at many different <laughs> points. Yeah, uh, but, but you met us where we were at and, and you were our friend, uh, but you also had that, uh, that voice of a mentor that, that we all need, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in that life stage where you're questioning your parents, you're questioning uh, you know, all the things that you've believed growing up and you've got somebody there to kind of stand in that gap. And so I think the fact that you had fun with it and right. that you enjoyed it and that, and that we were friends is really what made it work so well for so many years. Yeah, yeah. and that's the other thing about all those years too because I think a lot of times people don't feel equipped or ready to lead a group of people yeah. like to get yeah. closer to God. Like, I'm not good enough, I don't know enough, all those things. And when you start with a group young enough, you have time to learn all those things. Mm-hmm. Like who I was by the time all these guys were 18 and graduated, you know, and who they were when they were, you know, just really getting started on on their own Christian faith. I was completely different and they were too. Yeah. So there's time to, like you grow together at the yeah. same time. Yeah. But I will say leading groups and leading, like leading students, um, nothing has had more of an impact on my own spiritual life mm-hmm. besides so reading yeah. my Bible, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, and then really being activated leading groups mm-hmm. has had the biggest impact on me. It's it's so true in that that I remember so distinctly being 14 and my youth pastor coming and picking me up weekly to go to KFC and <laughs> talk about the Bible and 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 him take me to say you're going to wake up at 6 a.m. and come to a prayer meeting with him. I'm a dragon teenager like I got to <laughs> yeah. go. But there's that beautiful relationship yep. of hey, he's a big brother, someone who I look up to and aspire to and 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 now myself growing up and getting over and getting the opportunity to do the same for for younger men. And so I would love to ask ask you, Drew, is like, what did that, as as a teenager, what what was it like, like being discipled and and why did it, I guess, matter to you of like, what what was interesting and desirable about Tyler and wanting to do that? Yeah, I I think that, uh, first of all, as a teenager, you're looking for somebody to affirm you and to care about you. And so, now you're not going to say that. You're, you know, no teenager's going to walk around and be like, somebody, yeah, somebody affirm me and care about me. And, but you're screaming it with every bit of your life, right? And so, um, and so having somebody to, to step in there and to be a friend um, that, that did those things. But I also think, you know, I wanted to follow Jesus, um, I, I had a relationship with him. I knew I needed to be following Jesus. And so uh, having somebody that I looked up to and that I enjoyed being around and that I wanted to be like who also was teaching me how to follow Jesus, you know, I, I, I think that, that there's something about that mix of, I, I, as a teenager, you know there's brilliant people that can tell you things you need to know. Right. But it's different when it's somebody that you actually want to be like, that you actually right. enjoy spending time with, that's telling you, hey, this is what I do. This is, this is right. what God has taught me. And, and you want to you be like them. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, Tyler, you, um, you managed to stay in the middle and not go into the ditch uh, right. of only talking about the things of God. Right? right, so it's not like every time we were together, I mean, you're saying this, right? Like you're getting picked up to go to a prayer meeting at 6 a.m., but you're also going to KFC and hanging out, yep. right? And so there was we this mix KFC. of, we never, <laughs> never <laughs> met KFC. KFC's big it's different in Australia. Australia. Yeah, it's a different, different deal. <laughs> it's, it's a whole different ball game there. We were more like bird dogs and, and diners and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, wherever we could argue, really. <laughs> right, seriously. But it was like, there were always the things of God present. 
Like we were meeting at Cracker Barrel and talking about what we were reading in the Bible. And right. you never you never eased off of that, even when our interest waned right. and our wanting to talk about it waned. You, you, you always kept that the main thing uh, and at the center, but there was always hanging out. There was always right. arguing about w- college football and, you know, and, and <laughs> talking about whatever else and, and right. going to eat and hanging out. That was always a major piece of it. And so it was both of those things that I think made me want to be a part of this. And actually, uh, I, I had more desire and incentive to invite my friends mm-hmm. into our group right. and what we had going on there than to bring them to church or to tell them about Jesus. Because right. I knew if they could get around uh, if they could get around Tyler, if they could get around a part of what was happening in our group, awesome. that they would follow Jesus. Yeah, that's great. I, I think there's, even even to time out for a moment, having this conversation, I don't want to assume people know that within, there's young adults leaning in and listening to this right. conversation, that, that within New Spring, we have Fuse, our student ministry, and Kids Spring for, for, for kids, and um, maybe there's people listening to this conversation and say, okay, I want to, I want to do this, but I, I don't feel qualified. I don't feel ready. I'm going to make too many mistakes. Did, did you ever have those thoughts, Tyler, make some mistakes along the way? All, all the time. And so a few things is, one, it is that young adult age. I mean, I was, we're talking about this, and I'm right back as like a 22, 23-year-old starting to pick this up, you know, and had led groups previously to that. And yep. so even from, you know, Drew, you know, you're saying, right, he never went in a ditch one way or the other. But honestly, I can be like, you know, I would know, all right, we're playing basketball and, you know, all right, this language probably shouldn't be acceptable <laughs> right now. We might need to steer a little Not bit me. more to the spiritual. Yeah, Never yes. true. Yeah, you know, true. Other Perfect. Um, or on the other side, you can tell you're talking about the Bible and just eyes are glazed over and people are bored and you're like, all right, I've got to, we got to bring something else to the table yeah. right here. And so you'd never feel like you're getting it perfect. Mm-hmm. And even from there, like, you know, I led groups previously and, you know, seen students just walk away from church and learn mm-hmm. through even mistakes I made in that space, mm-hmm. how to lead better moving forward. And so you're not going to be perfect. And sometimes I think, um, you know, you've got to, making mistakes is the price of admission yeah, that's great. for being a good anything, mm-hmm. right? And so if you want to be a good leader, you've got to jump in and be willing to make some mistakes. If you think you're going to be perfect, you're, you're going to be paralyzed from actually doing mm-hmm. anything. Did, uh, did Tyler ever make you mad, Drew? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I lived mad for about yes. a decade of my life, so I was looking for opportunities to be mad. Uh, you know, maybe the most mad I've ever been at, at Tyler was when he told me that Juno would be a hilarious movie that I would love, and I wasted $8 I on it. I didn't know. I didn't know. And I was so upset. Come on, Tyler. Let me Did I like the movie when we walked out? You didn't. No, you didn't. I didn't. You were I didn't very know. apologetic. I didn't know. All right. Probably dating ourselves here. <laughs> I love it. No doubt. That's, most people have no idea what that is. When, when, when they was shouldn't it, go you, watch it. Please don't. Never. And what, what about Drew? When was the time he made you most angry? Give me, give me some dirt. Well, like Drew said, he lived angry and we're both argumentative. So one of the things probably that we like became friends over is arguing about everything. <laughs> so probably, honestly, like we would argue about like college football or something mm-hmm. like who needs to win the Heisman or was, you know, what what the best team, whatever that needs to be. Mm-hmm. Probably that, but, you know, there are a couple of times, like one, Drew just brought up a little bit earlier, so I remember it, where, um, so this obviously in the context of Fuse and student ministry at New Spring, and so, so much is about coming to the Fuse gathering, mm-hmm. and, you know, we were going to have this big Fuse group night. So I have the, these guys, and it's like the, hey, we're showing up tonight, and we're going to sign that we're a part of this group, and we're, we're in it. 
And I'm telling the guys, like, hey, this night's really important. I know you have football practice, but it's important that you get done with practice and you get to fuse. If there's any, if you can come to one night, come. Well, and we'll go eat after or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, Drew calls me, or you probably made somebody else call me, actually. But three of the guys in my group call me to say, hey, we're actually at the pizza place across the street from the church. But if you still want to come eat dinner with us afterwards, <laughs> it's like about to start. And I just let it roll. I'm sure I'm like, listen, fine, you're out of the group then if that's what you're going to do. Because we're signing tonight. This is the deal, like, through the roof. But I just remember times being so mad. I'm like, Drew is not listening to what anybody says. It's it, <laughs> Yeah, frustrating for sure. At times. That, that's like one of the, the we we laugh, but that's a reality of like the discipleship journey. Because I, I just even even thinking about some of my story, whether it's it's a one someone who's speaking in my life and I'm getting angry, like dude, come on or whatever. But it's like I I would I look back and I'm thinking I remember the first time my youth leader Locke Jones, you know Locke Jones, yeah, to Locke Jones, <laughs> yeah. But he he I was I was a kind of awkward 14-year-old kid, and, and he came to my house, he picked me up and put me in his car, and we drove to, to drove to our youth camp, and I was like the new kid, mm -hmm. and I was so scared and so nervous and didn't really know how to talk to an old, older dude. I was like, widow. But, but I remember thinking about how amazing it was that this guy was taking the time to, to spend time with me and open up his life, and that led to multiple years of doing life together and right. him challenging me when I was dating Taylor and all these great things, but... I would just love to hear, even from you, Drew, of like you, you were discipled and now, now you get the chance that you're, you've discipled people and everything like that is, what would you encourage someone who's maybe wants to kind of jump into this and, and why should they be involved in yeah. making disciples? Yeah, I mean, gosh, I, I think that um, one, if you're following Jesus yourself, uh, you have something to offer Great, right? because it's it's so easy to bind. I mean, you were kind of saying it earlier, like, am I actually good enough to actually know enough? There's, there's all these reasons right. and barriers, but the reality is like there are thousands and thousands of teenagers in every city that, that anybody's going to be in that need an example of what it looks like to follow right. Jesus. And so if you're willing to follow Jesus yourself and just pour the time in, you have something to offer. Um, that can make an a, like, eternal difference in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And I would also say that um, you're most miserable when you're living your life for yourself. Come on. Yes. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, right. if you want to be miserable, spend all of your time, all of your effort, all of your energy on things that will ultimately only satisfy you, mm -hmm. and you will, you will be miserable quick. But if you actually want to experience life, That's if right. you really want joy, then you've got to do what Jesus did, which is sacrifice for others, serve others, lay down your life for others. And so if you're willing to invest the time and you're willing to you know, go through the frustrating moments of, right. of people not showing up and people ditching you and people, you know, uh, the pain of watching people walk away, uh, because that'll happen too. Right. If you're willing to embrace the hard things, uh, what you will actually get in return is something you can't get unless mm. you're willing to give your life away. Exactly right. That's good. And so Ty Tyler, uh, I would love to break it down for you. It's like, how did you do this? Like, obviously you opened up your life, but what would be your encouragement to someone of like, practically, how do you disciple someone? Big question, but, right. but give me something, <laughs> stuff that comes to mind. Right, so... Oh, there's so many ways to take that. The number one most important thing, and Drew just says, like, you've got to be following Jesus yourself. As Paul saying, follow me as I follow Christ. If someone is not, like, like that's the key. And, and for you to have a robust, healthy relationship with Jesus, 
then what you're doing is inviting other people in on it. Yep. It depends on what phase of life. Like I was in a phase of life where I had, like I wasn't married yet, you know, I was working, but outside of that, I, was, I had so much free time. So I, it was less of making all these group times and more of just living life with, I've got this errand to run. We're doing this at work, at the church today, at, you know, like yep. getting people in there. Oh, we have 30 minutes at the end of work. Let's go play football or play basketball or do those types of things. So you're living life together, but then you're also getting in the word together. Mm-hmm. And that really is the key of like, because again, we're not, I'm not trying to make a disciple of me. That would be, the world doesn't need that at all. I'm trying to make a disciple of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so really the goal the whole time moving through is, hey, by the time this person graduates high school, are they spending time with God every single day? Do they know how to hear that still small voice of the Spirit? Yep. Do they know how to get into their Bibles every day? Do they know how to function and thrive in Christian community? And if you can build those things slowly over time, you're going to win, mm-hmm. you know? And the other thing is, I know I already said, just don't give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do not give up. Mm-hmm. And then the last, there's so many things. Like say, right? good. So, <laughs> but then also prayer. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys did one of these on prayer, but prayer is the difference maker, whether it's, you know, I'm mad at Drew and God showed Drew this, but it's, you wouldn't believe how many times I prayed, God, tell Drew this thing, you know? And and then my goal isn't for me to convince Drew, it's, hey, Drew, have you been reading your Bible lately? I think God might want to talk to you. And it's unbelievable how many times these guys would come and say, hey, God, show me blank. Yeah, like, it's exactly that, you know? And just, you know, I, I, I brought this. These guys on, were man. asking about this for earlier, but literally this is a journal I got in 2009. Okay. So at the very beginning of it, I'm like, hey, I'm going to write down my prayer request for mm. life right here. And I mean, right here, you can see here's our like views group right there of Drew and Matthew and Craig and Garrett and Jonathan, like Man. right there. And these are, I just prayed for these people every single day, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you know what? Some of them probably aren't following Jesus right now. Some of them definitely aren't following Jesus right now. But a lot of people on this list were, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old when I made this, and a lot of them are following Jesus. You know, it's not just me, but those prayers, I believe, went a further way than anything else. Mm. What's it like saying that, Drew? It's just hard to, I mean, I have a wife. I have two sons. I, I get to do my dream job in ministry, and and I'm just thinking about, how much of what I'm currently living in and experience, experiencing goes back to prayers that were prayed around this time, you know? And, and I'm just walking in what was, uh, you know, a path that was paved for me in prayer uh, a decade ago. It's, it's just crazy. And so it's not, I mean, you don't have to be perfect, but you just have to give, yeah. you know, every day. And, and I think... Um, I think a lie from the enemy for 18 to 25-year-olds specifically is that these are the best days of your life. Oh, right. You know, like these, live it up. Now now is the time. One day you're going to have a wife and kids and a job and all all this stuff, right? It's going to pull away from you being able to do whatever you want and enjoy it. And so don't take on a responsibility like leading a group or like, uh, you know, investing time back in in that way. Th- this time's for you. And so to, to just see the kind of impact and fruit that can come from that season right. uh, and the kind of joy that, you know, that you got from right. investing those years that way, 
I think is powerful. Because even now, I get way more benefit than any person on that list. Like mm-hmm. even the relationships that we still have today and awesome. following Jesus. I've, now that these people follow Jesus, I have more people praying for me than <laughs> they maybe have praying for them. Like it's, it really is. And that is true. So many people are like, well, I need to live life up now. But man, you're building the life you're gonna live in in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no other way that I would have built that. You know, and for me, the hardship is sometimes it's like, man, there are such good glory days already in ministry. You know, I'm in my mid-30s now, and I feel like I've like, I'm aging out. And then God just reminds me, no, the best is still ahead of you. Oh, man. And for the believer, life does only get better. Yeah. You just have to take Jesus' word that yep. it's best when you're pouring yourself out. So, so uh, Tyler, I'd love to hear from you. you. You've journeyed with Drew for a long time. What is it like now seeing him live the life that he's living now? And uh, um, what, what does Drew mean to you in, in, in just this season of life? Oh, man, it is, it's just surreal to me, almost. Like, it almost doesn't even land. Um, so, and also, it's like last week, Drew and I got to sit together in a meeting, like, for church. And it's like the top leaders at the church, all in this room together, going over vision and tenure vision. And I, I seriously just, you know, campus pastors, lead pastors, and I'm looking across the room, just seeing Drew in this room, and just seeing like the man that he is. Like he's probably one of the youngest people in the room, but he carries himself, like you carried yourself um, like a giant in that space. And I'm just over there in tears, just watching like, like we're not even talking, I'm just watching this happen, you know? And beyond that, knowing, the husband that he is, the dad that he is, the student that he is. I mean, he's like in classes right now and just all the other spaces and places that he pulls his friends, pulls his community, pulls the people he shepherds, pulls his family, you know, leads his his whole family. Like, it's just amazing to look at and see. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with that besides say, saying I'm proud is an understatement. But more than that, like, the exciting thing is, you know, by the grace of God, I'm not even halfway done with my ministry life. Mm-hmm. And now, like, this is a brother in ministry. Yeah. You know, and I get, as cool as it is to think about the past and as as wonderful as it is to see the present, I get way more excited about thinking about yeah. me and Drew together, side by side, working in ministry, seeing ministry happen. Like, that's that's what it's about. That's what I get the most excited about. That's the multiplying effect of discipleship, right? Like Jesus knew what he was doing when he gave the great commission and said, right. go and make disciples because he knew this gospel's got to get to the ends of the earth and the way it's going to happen is those relationships and that the exactly. slow process of forming men and women into being followers of Christ is yeah. what's ultimately going to yeah. going to advance the gospel. Absolutely. And that, that's why it's so important to realize that there is a 13-year-old boy today desperate for someone, a big brother, yep. to, to come into his world, make, it, make his life available. Right. And that's why in, in my mind, and I would love to hear for you both a, a stern encouragement to rally to the people leaning and listening to this of why does this matter? Because if, if rally's going to exist, if we're gonna have this young adult ministry, part of our church, it hinges upon becoming the engine right. of our church of young adults saying, hey, I'll do everything I can to follow Jesus, make disciples, invest in the next generation uh, like people did for me. And if, and if people didn't get the opportunity to be invested in before, they've got rally groups they, they can be invested in again. It's, right. That's the beautiful thing of the church 
cheering and championing on the next generation. Right. So, Tyler, is there any encouragement you just want to give to anyone listening and leaning into this conversation? I would say, and again, for anyone that's serious about following Christ, the encouragement is do it, get involved. And whether, if, if you're in a new spring context, Kid Spring and Fuse are the places you have to be. You have to be there. Like if you're following Jesus at all, like you, there's no other space for you to grow like you're going to grow in those spaces. But there's also no greater need of young believers mm -hmm to be raised up or pre-believers to come to faith than the role that you're going to play in their lives. And the, I mean, if you get involved and follow Jesus and just don't quit, like you don't have to be that good. Yeah. You just have to be committed and faithful and, and follow Jesus and you're going to make more of an impact than you could ever dream with your life. That's awesome. You got any thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would say... Uh, my experience is people have one of two stories with their high school years and their middle school years. Either you had that person in your life that invested back in right. you, and I would just challenge you to think about the impact that that person made right. and, and the fact that you could be that for somebody else, or you didn't have that, and think about what your life could have looked like right. uh, in those years had you had uh, that mentor, that person that's investing back into you, and you have the opportunity to to help rewrite somebody else's story right. uh, in in the way that yours could have looked if you had had somebody step into that space for you. And I would say this too: there's always going to be a reason not to. Yeah. There's always going to be there's always going to be things that you could justify not stepping into something like this because of. There's going to be time commitments. There's going to be things tugging at your time and attention that you could, you, you can always use that as a reason to not. Um, you've just got to decide where your priorities are going to be right. and what's, what's worth it enough to you. Mm -hmm. And I think investing in um, young men and women is, yep. is something that is worthy of being one of the highest priorities right. in your life. And also, when it comes to leading 18-year-olds down, you talk about kids bringing Fuse at our church specifically, but student ministry, kids ministry. Man, I just want to speak out there to anyone listening who's already doing that and you're tired and you're thinking about quitting that. Um, I would encourage you to stay the course, to, to, to stick it out. I mean, there was a time with these guys when I, I remember this. I'd led your group for a couple of years. I remember going from like seven students and being like, man, it's going to be me and Drew and one other guy, yep. and that's going to be all it is. But then you see God really as you guys are going to the second half of high school, breathe life into this group and bring people and start to see people meet Jesus and these things happen, don't give up. And also on the other side of things, you know, from my time working with student ministry, working with kids ministry, um, of any of the damage done from group leaders, bad leaders rarely do the worst damage. Mm -hmm. What's done the most damage that I've seen in the lives and discipleship of kids and students are inconsistent leaders. Mm -hmm. it's, it's people who... Um, so quit too soon and don't stay the course. And, and you see these students just have turnover in the leaders in their life. And it's just very hard to be carried along as a disciple in that space. So do not quit if you're thinking about it right now. If you're thinking about it and you have anything in you to stay forward, please keep going. That's good. That's powerful. Two things that from what you both said is, is thankfulness. And when you look back on your life and there's moments where you can be like, man, I'm so thankful for the people who've invested into me is randomly every time I get a, a chocolate croissant, I, 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 it triggers a memory wow. when I was with my youth leader 
We were in the car. He, he paid for it. He got it for me. And, and it was in the early days, days of us spending time together. And we would talk about Jesus. And, and fast forward to the life I'm now living, there is no way the life I'm living now is what it is without the people who, in, who invested into me. It's like that gratitude and thanks. And therefore, it's like, I want to do the same thing yep. for the next generation. And I think even what you said, Tyler, of, of you don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to have it all together. But consistently showing up and being there and seeing fruit over a long period of time right. is, is what's going to change the game. And so we're about to bring our time to a close. And so... I would just love to give it back to both of you. If there's any last encouragement, any any final stirring, uh, and any parting thoughts for anyone leaning in and a part of this conversation. So whoever wants to go first can go. Man, I, I just, I had this thought when you were talking about consistency yeah. that maybe the thing that shaped me the most uh, was things like seeing you reading your Bible at Cracker Barrel as we're all rolling in to eat breakfast and hang out, but every single time that we showed up, seeing you already in the Word, seeing the way that you you would do things like that consistently, and it's not the things that you said or did proactively necessarily. I mean, lots of that mattered, but a lot of just you you living this thing out in, in a space that we could see it, um, that stuck with me. And that, that shaped uh, who I wanted to be. And so I think that you're, you're so dead on with that encouragement to, to stay consistent and to not underestimate how much simple things that you may not even notice or be doing intentionally uh, are being noticed and are shaping and forming to uh, young people that are watching. Right. And I think, I mean, in that same heart and spirit, I mean, I, I look back and I get way too much credit for this really amazing group of people that. God wanted to help advance the kingdom, um, but I did get to be a part. And I think, you know, so often, here, here's kind of my closing thought, is so often we overvalue what we think God wants to do in the short term. Mm-hmm. Like we think yeah. it's, I'm gonna preach the best message or yeah. write the best song or write a book or have some amazing ministry moment. Mm-hmm. And God so rarely moves, my, I mean, he does move mightily in those moments. That's not usually what it's about. We want God to do it in a moment and we undervalue what God wants to do in the long term. And if you just show up and do the right little things over time, that's where an impact is made, mm-hmm. you know, or the, the wrong things and repent from them over time. Mm-hmm. The impact is made in playing the long game yep. in this Christianity thing mm-hmm. and following Jesus for a long time and showing up and not quitting. And one day you look behind you and you're like, I can't believe the things I've gotten to be a yeah, part of. That's good. And it's not one moment. It's just years of showing up. Mm-hmm. I just sort of asked you, Tyler, this last question is, um, in the seat that you sit in now for our church, is, is what do you want to see in 10 years' time in, and in the lens of discipleship, but, but any parting thought there is, what do you want to see in the future? I want, I want to see more people than ever before joining together utilizing their gifts and building ministry that we've never seen before. Mm. I mean, our, our student ministry, our kids' ministry, rallies a little I mean, we've had great days, mm-hmm. great days. And I just believe that God wants to pioneer in Kids Spring Fuse and rally at New Spring Church in a way that we've never seen before. And so I'm just believing that God is growing up the leaders in those spaces to drive this ministry forward. And so what I want to see in 10 years is I want to see... Um, people leaving our house, New Spring Church, 
going all over the world to build kingdom in really powerful ways. Yep. You know, like it's gonna happen here, but I just, you know, right now I know people all over the state of South Carolina who are doing ministry, some people in the world. I'm believing that in 10 years, in 20 years, that I'm gonna be know on every continent besides Antarctica, people doing ministry, building church, growing church, and seeing it win. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I, it's not even what I want to happen, it's what's going to happen. Come on. Would you pray for us as we come to a close? I would love to. All right, let's pray, guys. All right, um, and all of you out there, come on. Uh, Father, we love you, Lord. Mm. God, I pray for us right here at this table. I pray for anyone listening in right now, God, that you would do something to stoke up the flame and passion of God in our hearts, God, to see the world reach, to see the kingdom expand, God, that you would do it in a way that is contagious to all of those around us, Lord. God, I bless these men right here, Josh and Drew, God, both in their leadership as they're growing. I pray that you bless their relationships as they're discipling and they're shepherding people. And for everyone listening in, God, that you would just move so powerfully in their hearts. Even right in this moment, they're leading people, God, that you would refresh them, that you would encourage them, that you would inspire them, God, that if they're barely hanging on, you just show them that new thing to try, God, the new way to try to leverage and lead their group. And God, for someone considering that, you would just put a conviction deep in their heart, God, Mm. for what they need to do. And if someone knows that they're not following Jesus so they can't opt in, Lord, I pray that today that they would have a conversation with someone, that they would repent, they would get that straightened out, God, so that they can join in the team Mm -hmm. and move the kingdom forward. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Come on. Thank you for joining the Rally Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing.